Hi guys, welcome to another week of Romance and Color. Yes, welcome to the podcast. And if you don't know who we are by now, I, I mean, come on, you guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because you know what? Sometimes we have new listeners. So this is Yakini. Yes. I'm one of the podcasters. Yes, and this is Tatiana. Uh, I am your resident reader and romance writer here. And um, we are here trucking along with season two. Can you believe this is our 23rd episode? Is it 23? Oh, wow. That's yeah, so I know, cool. right? That's so cool. Crazy. Time flies. I know. Mm-hmm. It's going by kind of fast, so. So you just celebrated a birthday this past week. I I'm like excited. I've been chomping at the bit. <laughs> yes, girl, I did. I, I celebrated my 42nd birthday. I had a great time. I went up in the mountains with my husband and we just relaxed and had wine and, you know. How romantic. It was just, it was lovely, you know, and campfires, all that, all that good stuff. So. How was the trek up the mountain? Was it very exerting or was it manageable? It, it was girl it rained we didn't even we didn't even hike oh are you serious it did rain this weekend in new york but i didn't it know y'all rained had so rain. bad and the and the people were like like we really advise you all please do not go hiking because the ground slipped is right off honey and yeah yeah they said the ground was soft and all this stuff but you know we did see the waterfalls and Okay, you know, that's going nice. Up in the mountains, we were able to see the animals and the birds, and it was it was really really nice. So I mm-hmm. enjoyed, it. I just enjoyed relaxing and just enjoying that time away from the city. So mm-hmm. that, was, mm-hmm. that was really nice. So you know, you have a birthday coming up too, Miss. I do, I do, because we are like exactly one week apart. So you were last Sunday, I'm this Sunday, and yes. yeah, I'll be turning forty two as well. So yes. yeah. Um, no, no plans at all. Um, so yeah, I, I usually kind of just keep it low key for my birthday. Uh, the boys will, you know, do something creative for me. Um, Mm -hmm. their dad will bring over crab legs, like he knows I like, (laughs) and we'll do a little family celebration because, you know, that's how we co-parent. We celebrate each other's birthdays because it's important to the boy. So we do like a little birthday celebration, um, for his birthday, I'll cook a dinner before COVID me and the boys will take him out. Mm -hmm. Then I'll get a card from the boys. And, um, since COVID now we do something at my house and yeah, so we'll, we'll just do something nice, low key. And then I'm taking off Monday to have a day for me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't do like a whole week off or whatever, but I, if, you know, I actually have like an appointment that, you know, I'm doing something on Monday. So that's what I'm taking off. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. That is Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, folks, last week we, our episode entitled The Simple S-I-M-P, Simple Life. Um, we talked about <laughs> we talked about in hot topics, sweetie and Quavo calling me quicks. Um, and and have you seen the footage, girl? Recently released? No. Like, What's he talking about? Cursing around no, or something? Girl, no, girl. No, 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 no. This is a Beyonce Jay Z in the elevator situation. That so, footage was released. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, you're talking about sweetie no, and Quavo. Sweetie and Quavo. So you see. Oh man, uh, it's old yeah, footage or something new? No, honey, this is recently right before the breakup. Oh, the video of him is all over the shade room of him dragging her, punching her, pulling her down into an elevator. 
Um, oh, hell no. I didn't know it was domestic violence. She could have protected him from that. Isn't that interesting? Because she only alluded to, like, infidelity. And um, I had no idea. I have to look at that. Oh, I'm so, so disappointed and shocked. Yes, yes. Upon looking at that video, it appears, and it's not like he, well, I'm not going to defend this fool, but it appears like he's trying to pull her away from someone or something. You know, okay. like, like, so it's cut somebody, off. Like yeah, like it's cut off. But there's somebody on the other side of that elevator, and he was kind of pulling her away from a situation in like I'm a rough way, way but yeah, maybe yeah. trying to break up whatever yeah, was looked, going it looks, on. It looks wow. Bad. Yeah. It oh goodness. You know. Ooh, child. So I guess all that played a role in there in the dissolute, you know, dissolving of their relationship. That's yes. that's unfortunate. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we talked about Derek Jackson cheating and his wife talking about she putting oh, the whole arm of the Lord. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Oh man, what a Poor crazy girl. woman! And yeah. then also in more cheating news, we talked about uh, Gary <laughs> more cheating like, news. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had some positive romance and colored uh, hot topics. No, but hey, in due time, and yeah. divorce happens. Huh? It does, and sometimes yeah. that is a positive thing. You know, it is a positive thing. Freeing yeah. yourself of negativity—that yeah. that's that should be celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but Gary Owen and his wife were divorcing, and then um, for our general topic, we talked about this idea of being a simp and why people have this negative connotation about being simps and how just translating that to just being nice and generally nice to people. Being a nice guy. Yeah. Being a nice guy who respects and values his woman and isn't ashamed to let the world know that doesn't try to hide it. Or I was just watching. It just reminds me, I was just so disgusted last night. I don't know if you watch black ink crew, um, but anyway, they're returning for the first time. They haven't filmed in a couple of years. And so, not a couple of years, but they haven't filmed in over a year due to the pandemic. But basically, before the premiere episode, which is next week, there was, they did like this little kind of reunion, pre-show reunion, where all the, the cast came together to kind of just talk about updates in the past year. Long story short, the founder of Black Ink, his name is Caesar. Um he he basically is like this kind of confirmed bachelor, you know, notorious bachelor who's dated many women throughout the history of the show. But the host of the little reunion was kind of like Caesar, you know, do you have some news? You know, you have a special lady in your life. And Caesar, you know, was looking all like, you know, looking at him side eyed and like shrugging his shoulders and looking all coy. And the host was kind of like, look, I'm only bringing this up because you basically put it out there. You have her on your Instagram, you know, so what's going on? Are you dating someone? You know, are you in a relationship? Are you in love? And Caesar kind of, you know, was like, yeah, I mean, first he like kind of denied it and was laughing. And finally he was like, yeah, you know, I guess, you know, I'm in a relationship. And the guy was like, are you? And he was like, I mean, yeah, I'm in love. Okay, fine. I'm in a relationship and I'm in love and everybody clapped. But I was just like really disgusted. Like you have to see it. It just looked. First of all, you're 40, Caesar. So if you can't proudly say, yes, right. I am in a relationship. I have a woman. I have a girlfriend. I have a fiance, whatever she is. And we are in love. I'm in love. Like, it just was, like, really gross to me and just mm. really, like, I don't understand why, like, so someone like Russell Wilson is, like, loud and proud about how much he loves his girl. And people criticize that. And mm. then the average guy I don't want to say average but a guy like Caesar is all like gross and like uh, not wanting to claim her and not wanting to say he's in love and he's proud to be in love and people are like clapping and stuff I just I just was so disgusted so yeah give me a simp any day if he's proud (laughs) to call me his woman and have me on his arm 
and say and th- she's mine and I'm and I'm proud of our relationship. I'll take a sip. Exactly. Y'all tripping. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Y'all straight tripping. Yes, yes, yes. He is too old for that. Too old. Stop it, Caesar. (laughs) And I'm sure his girlfriend was like looking at like, really? Is this what we're going to do? Like, Yeah. And he probably only admitted in the end because he knew he would have to go home and face that. And I'm just like, what are you, what are you ashamed of? What are you suppressing? It's it's sad. Yeah. It is. So in reading Romance last week, I um, gave you all the uh, book called Eight by Rilsey Adams. A very erotic little short story. Um, and watching romance, we talked about love by accident. That's available on Amazon. And then listening to romance, Yakimi had a pick last week. And it was mm-hmm. Eco while we're young. So yeah. that's pretty much a wrap up of last week's episode. And so Yakimi, what's up in hot topics in romance? Is it something positive this week? So the topics are a little bit more positive than last time. Some are humorous, but um, so the okay. first one is quite exciting. Summer Walker, if you guys know her, she's an R&B singer who came onto the scene and really made it. She's been on the scene, but she really popped off, popped last year, and Mm -hmm. she's just one of my favorite artists right now. I just can listen to Summer Walker. Between her and Janae Aiko, I love those two. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so she um, is in a relationship with her producer, London on the track. They've Mm -hmm. had like an on-again, off-again kind of situation. But anyway... Um, basically they just welcomed their new baby girl three days ago. So that's exciting news from, for them. Um, yeah, she is being very private about, you know, the baby. She's not one. She's very low key. I like Summer Walker a lot and I connect with her because she identifies as an empath and I do as well. Hers Mm -hmm. is a little bit more extreme than me where she really kind of, um, she picks up on people's energy to the degree that she doesn't even like sometimes to make public appearances because, you know, meet and greet, she'll perform on a stage in like an intimate Mm. setting, but she doesn't like a smaller meet and greet where her fans want to like embrace her and hug her. You know, fans love you. They feel like they know you, they want to touch you. And she kind of feels that, you know, when she's hugging a bunch of strange people, she's getting their energy and it can take her to a dark place if they have dark energy. So, yeah, you know, I, I felt that. And and again, you know, I, I like her a lot, but she, she also has social anxiety. She's been very mm-hmm. honest about that, but very likable girl, very, very pretty girl and very, um, very sexy on social media, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's funny because her social media persona is different than how she is in real life, which is very <laughs> shy, very sweet, very anxious. Um, but I think that artists have talked about how when they're on that stage, they can become this character and be this this mm-hmm. confident person when in real life they may not be. But in any case, they did right. have the baby. She did announce it. She did say, don't be expecting to see pictures of my baby because that's my private life. <laughs> yes, in fact, right. can y'all, she said, can y'all forget I was even pregnant and can we move on? Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> but she's kind of like, okay, get over it. I had the baby. Um, also yeah. interesting was she did post a couple of pictures of quote her snapback. She didn't call it that, but mm-hmm. she was basically in the pictures looking very pre-pregnancy. And one of the fans commented that she looked like she was in pain because maybe she was wearing like kind of like this waist trainer contraption underneath. But mm-hmm. she looked great. But at the same time, the picture she posted literally like two three days after giving birth, and it just was a little disturbing for me because I'm just like I remember like after giving birth. I feel I I had that like I looked like I was three months pregnant for like a couple months. Like, do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. your stomach kind of shrinks as you breastfeed or as you start to be more active. Mm-hmm. But I feel like an average woman postpartum 
is not leaving the hospital looking like that and certainly wouldn't be able to take a picture like that. So I just think once again, and I don't think it was anything intentional she did, but it really is kind of sending that message of um, just like that, that rush to kind of get back into your pre-pregnancy shape. And any medical doctor will tell you that it can take you up to a full year, the length of the time that you were pregnant, you know, to really get back to that um, pre-pregnancy body. And it can take much longer sometimes. So it is putting that pressure, but you know, Hollywood is like that. Um, I don't know. It just was weird to me because she just, I was just like, ouch, like, did you flatten that your stomach? Because I know there's got to be a round stomach. Did you put that in a, it just seemed painful. And I had a C-section, so I had stitches and everything. Yeah, me too, me too. Anywho, um, but yeah, yeah, so that's exciting news. You you asked for something positive and exciting. There we go. (laughs) So congratulations to you, Summer Walker. I'm sure she'll be a great mom. And other news, exciting news, our boy, um, you're going to have to correct me in the pronunciation. I believe it's Reggae John Page. Reggae John Page. So yes, the NAACP Image Awards recently came on and our, our, our guy, Reggae John Page, who is the Duke and, um, in Bridgerton, he won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. So that was like super exciting. Yeah, really, really excited for him. Definitely well-deserved, you know. Um, So that was really cool. And Issa Rae won for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for Insecure. So that was also really cool. She she, um, did, she beat um, Tracy Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes, she did, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, it's her last season of Insecure. So I'm sure that that also played a role. I'm glad that she got her flowers. And um, yeah, so that's really cool. Obviously, there were many more talented actors and actresses who won, but those were one, you know, we talked about those two folks on the podcast. I wanted to definitely shout that out, shout them out. So congrats to y'all. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so CBS and the talk, they have officially cut ties with Sharon Osbourne. Praise so I'm Lord. following up. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we talked in the last podcast about her controversial tweets, um, basically supporting Piers Morgan after he openly expressed his distaste for Meghan Markle, you know, against, you know, the royal family and, you know, she basically openly supported him and, you know, when she was hmm. When she was confronted about it on her show, and I don't even want to say confronted, but when it was discussed on her show, she became very antagonistic toward her co-stars um, and just really was ugly and, and she behaved very badly. Um, the show did go on hiatus after that. As we told you guys last week, um, it's still on hi- hiatus. When they return next week, she will not be a part of the show. So wow. she was asked to step down. There mm-hmm. was discussion of whether or not she was offered some really large settlement. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I know that she is suing them. Sue on, sister. Sue on. I know I that's think right. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We still don't want you on there. That's right. That's right. They did the right thing. This is a teachable moment. And as my mother would say, that'll learn her. That'll uh-huh. learn her. So yeah, she she was a notorious bully, according to, you yeah, know, she was. according to Holly Robinson Pete, according to um what's the one's name who was in King of Queens? Leah Ray. Leah, yeah, and a, and a few others. Had to, there was an Asian um cast member. So several several folks said that she was a bully and would make, you know, really like inappropriate comments mm-hmm. covert racist comments so mm-hmm. so good riddance to her i want to say it was lisa lane 
Oh, is that her name? Okay, the the, the Asian co-star. I know. Okay. I know the other the other Asian lady that's on there. Um, she not gonna she not gonna lead the show because her husband fucking owns CBS. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and he was all caught up in that whole sex scandal thing. And she oh, was, okay. Yeah. It was, oh, it yes, was, I remember that. I remember that. Moves, moves, right, um, right. Julie that was Chen. an awkward time for her to not and have yeah, to like say something. Yeah, I remember and that. She yeah. on Big Brother talking about. It. She ain't never introduced herself as Julie Chen Moves, but she was all on Big Brother talking about why her name was Julie Chen Moves when all that right. mess was going on. But anyway, right, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. show, maybe that show needs to just make call it a wrap. Who watches I that? So. I don't know. That and the View. I'm just tired of both of them. And it comes yeah. on at the same time, like, you know, I know, I, The View, I never was able to get into it. But that show mm-hmm. comes on at the same time as um, Dr. Oz's show. So that's already yeah. a lot of, con- I think if they took it off, and, and nobody would be devastated. No, but anyway. No. Not to say <sighs> back to about Bridgerton, but you know, it's coming, they, they renewed it for eight seasons, girl. What? They already know they want to come in like, you know what, Netflix is smart because they know if they don't lock her down, she will be scooped up by Amazon Prime or Hulu or one of them because those places are waiting, chomping at the bit for a break in the contract so they can come come in. (laughs) Eight seasons, yes. So basically they're going to do the whole book series. Yeah. I mean, eight, oh, eight seasons, you can do the whole book series with that. How many books is in the series? Is it about that? So I mean, I mean, they they have. I mean, they're pretty much doing the whole. Like I said, the whole. Um, well, that's exciting! Season. I'm so yeah. happy. I yeah, just wish it wasn't exciting. so long between each um each season. Oh yeah. goodness, well, that's tough. Oh, that series was good. Maybe I'm a binge watcher this weekend. <laughs> yes, we're ready. <laughs> Although I realize that it might be a different whole, different kind of cast of you know. Folks so, who are featured, so, so, so we may the, see him less. But. The scoop is the um, theme. They already told us what the theme was going to be. So remember, uh, going to be the older brother or something. His story, right? Yes, but who also, was dating the opera singer, but in a, on the down low. That doesn't yes, excite but, me. Maybe it will when it's yeah. Okay, but remember um, the young black girl that they they sent off to get the married. pregnant girl. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to be like a Prince Harry duchess type of story going oh, on. okay see so that kinda... seems appropriate for the times because yep, they can definitely yep. kind of even though this first season felt more like utopic in that sense mm-hmm. but that mom did shade the black girl a lot you know yep, for whatever yep. her underlying reasons were so that'll yep. be good i yep. feel like if they can tell both stories her story and his story simultaneously yep. that'll be more interesting because i'm I really not trying to talk see that's... his story and stuff yep. that's just yeah, so boring that's gonna happen yeah okay and she knows right now it's just like so hot to tell that story of like interracial you know problems troubled waters with this you know it's kind of like you said she can really kind of even though i'm sure she's going to stay true to this to the uh the books Books, with the Meghan markle and and prince harry thing happening it's just it's right on time yep yep Mm -hmm. and in our last hot topic so y'all people magazine just named their sexiest bald men in the world and number one well let me tell you some of the people who um are in like the top five to ten so Dwayne the Rock, yes, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in the top five. Yes, Mike Tyson is in the top five. Bruce Willis is on the list. Pitbull is in the li- on the list. Vin Diesel, Boris Kojo, and Michael Jordan. So those are all some of the names that are you know in the top ten. Y'all, the second person I said was um, Mike Tyson. 
He's believe it or not, he's in the top five to ten. Yeah, what? people still find him sexy. Yeah, yeah they, okay. they still find him sexy. Girl, maybe I know another generation, maybe. <laughs> but you won't even believe who number one is. So the number one uh, man who is named sexiest bald man is Prince William. You're a goddamn liar. <laughs> number one sexiest bald man in america oh see they just feeling sorry for him yeah it must be it really (laughs) must be (laughs) we got the whole he's not even fully bald number one he is a balding man which makes you look either keep it all or take it off so i just was stunned i mean i don't even know wait a minute let me let me take this in (laughs) <laughs> right you got, got a whole Dwayne the Rock Johnson with his fine right. ass right and a Boris Kojo and a Boris and, Kojo yes and sure, yes. Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's still looking good he still face. got it yep and there that were other him. very handsome bald men on the list that I didn't name everyone I just named a few so for Prince William for, for him to win I just feel like you know, maybe because right now the Royals are in the spotlight, and I don't know if they thought that would be cute. I'm not sure who out there is checking for him and thinking he's sexy. No, that's news girl. to me. That that's news to me. I've never heard this man described as sexy. So people, love it is Harry, what it is. But not him. They do right. They love Harry for because Harry's a handsome man and his personality and the way he stands for mm-hmm. his woman. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone talk about Prince Williams in that way. But mm-hmm. hey, who am I? Who knows who was sitting around that panel in that conference room Harry. to decide? Yeah, Prince oh, William, right? Number one, honey. Prince William, excuse me. Prince William gonna be like the Rock, right? The Rock, so like really? Kingsley is old as hell. The Ben Kingsley, the actor, he's British. He's mm-hmm. bald. Mm-mm-mm, I mean, child. Oh my God, Sean Connery was bald most of his life. and those guys may be on the list I don't recall them being in the top 5 to 10 well hell what about Vin Rains he bald yeah yeah (laughs) he's good looking too He's I like a big thick man yeah pick your ass up yeah, yeah. I don't like. Okay. Just yeah, like, that was crazy to me. That was crazy what? to me. And this is like nothing sexy. Even if he wasn't bald, like there's nothing sexy about him. What no. is? I, I don't know. I just I, he doesn't ooze sex appeal. I don't know. Not at all. He oozes douchey jerk. That's what yeah, he oozes. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he oozes weak. He oozes just passive. Just oh, just I'm disgusted. Mm-mm. Fail negative people magazine. We don't agree with your oh, choice. People magazine be on one. You know when they yeah. get um the hottest men. Are they the one who had um John Legend as the sexiest man in America? Or that one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then yeah. never mind. I forgot they don't have any credibility. And he's a he's a cute boy next door. Look, I know we talked about this. He is a boy next door cute man, and that's about it. So yeah, I forgot. Right. So this is who we're talking about. People magazine. They're tripping. Anyway, that's it for Hot Topics this week, girl. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't, to end on that note, my goodness. <laughs> I said it was silly. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, you guys, we'll be right back, and we'll talk about this week's uh, topic, which is supporting our uh, LGBT youth with love and light. And we're going to talk about Lil Nas X. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be back after the break. We are back, and um, if you have uh, been living under a rock, I guess <laughs> under a rock this week, um, everybody is talking about Lil Nas X's uh, new song, 
call me by my call me by your name right uh yeah call me by my name montero um and um people are just very shocked with the imagery and the stuff with the video basically um the video portrays a kind of angelic youthful montero who is a uh, little nice that's his real name um being tempted um by the devil lust whatever a same-sex type of situation like in the mm -hmm. garden of eden and being mm -hmm. basically sent to hell um for his actions um and while he's down there he said well shit while i'm in hell if, if i'm going to hell i might as well have a good time uh -huh, and, so, uh -huh. <laughs> and so you know he's lap dancing on the devil and uh -huh. pole dancing with boots I'm, and he was very good at it I'm, I, mean, I was about to say the way he hit, was working that pole now and it made a lot of us folks okay people who are aware and woke it made us like, okay, brother, we see what you're going, where you're going yes, with it. Yes, yes. Other people in the community, in, in, in the Black community and other POC communities became very uncomfortable with the kind of mm -hmm. devil imagery. It was very distressing for people and people yes. were clutching their pearls. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. uh, about mm -hmm. it. But really, the, the song, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, which were very, very um, deep, actually, yeah. Um, he's talking about coming out and you know not having these secret relationships anymore with men mm -hmm. and being mm -hmm. open and honest about love and who he loves and who, who he's attracted to as a queer person mm -hmm. um, you know trying to normalize you know all types of love in rap music and in hip hop yes. music basically yes um mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. it, you know he's like you know i don't want to be hidden anymore i want to be yeah. out i want to mm -hmm. be open i want to be able to love who i want to love mm -hmm. and, and you know you already telling me i'm going to hell so hell i might as well just yes you know, yes enjoy it while i'm down here that's right so that's right people are upset the christians calling it devil music and devil worship mm -hmm. i'm sad that his message was lost um Totally and wrong. and the, the message is basically, like you said, I want to be free to love who I want and who I need to love just the way you're able to love openly who you want to love. And mm -hmm. um, I know that he chose a very jarring way to kind of present that message mm -hmm. because obviously images of heaven and hell and Satan, um, those are very emotional images for people, I think. I know for me, mm -hmm. when I see that, and it's not just because obviously I'm an ally to the LGBTQIA plus community, even mm -hmm. if I wasn't, I just tend to be someone who's just much more free about just religion and spirituality. Right. I don't consider myself really a religious person, but I'm very spiritual. I do believe in God. Right. I don't do heaven and hell. Like just, I don't, the whole afterlife idea in general, I kind of don't, I live my life in the moment. I make good decisions mm -hmm. and I live my life with mm -hmm. integrity and with love, you know, and I right. teach my children to do the same, not because of fear of an afterlife and where I might be going or where I want to go. You know, I've pretty much decided that, you know, where I go after this life is where I go. Right. So my faith right. in the here and now is more important than living life to aspire to go to heaven or fearing hell. So I think when you're free of that fear or anticipation of heaven or hell, you perceive these types of images differently when you see like heaven, hell, Satan and the devil. So I also saw the video 
and I wasn't disturbed by it at all. I was kind of like, wow, nice. Like, I just felt so proud of him. He was, his face was beat. He was wearing his wig. He was walking and he did that split down the pole. So I was looking at more (laughs) like from a creative artistic point of view. I, I, this is going to maybe be shocking to people. I thought the artistry of the video was beautiful. And Mm -hmm. um, he used a very shocking way to convey a message. And it's as you described, you know, I just want to be able to be free. Like, look Mm -hmm. the way he came out and he was like number one in America. He was America's sweetheart. Oh, Mm -hmm. what was it called? Old Town Road. Road. Black people loved him. White people loved him. He paired with Billy Ray Cyrus. The white people didn't really want to love him. They were hating a little bit because he had the number one song that was country. They didn't even want to put him on the country chart. So there was Mm -hmm. that piece. But it was just like he was such a huge popular figure when it came out. And then he made the decision to come out because he didn't want to have to live a lie. Like he didn't do it from the beginning. Like what's the other one's name who did, uh, forget his name, the one with the song Ocean, Frank, Frank Ocean. Ocean. Yeah, I don't remember is. when Frank Ocean told us. It might have been after number one, the first song. It was, too, it was, but it was, it was, deep, it was deeper into the- It was okay, into his, into okay. His so career. Lil Nas X did it earlier. And I just really respect that. And I, like you said, he's kind of like, damned if I do, damned if I don't. When I came mm. out, y'all basically said, you know, you're going to hell because this is what the Bible says. So, you know, here I am. Here mm. I am, y'all. Mm. Take me or leave me. Love me or don't love me. But I'm going to be who I am. And, um, what's funny, and what's funny is they were all like, you're supposed to be a kid singing Old Town Road. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, did you even listen to the lyrics of Old Town Road? Right. Right. You know, he's talking, he's, I'm talking about lean and, 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 and boom. Yeah. And he's drugs like, and one night stands. And drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, he says, so yeah, you yeah. tell me you let your kids listen to that? See, he the said, thing oh, is, okay. because a song is catchy and kids like it, it doesn't mean that the artist made it for kids. Yeah, and, it, exactly. and the onus is on us as parents to monitor what our children listen to. Now, I'm going to be the first to admit that I did not listen to the lyrics and it was a song that my children liked and I supported them liking it and I didn't know what he was singing about. But that's on me. Do you know what I mean? I can't be angry at him. He didn't come forward and come out saying I'm going to be a role model to kids. Kids liked his song. It's not like he had puppets and, you know, like the camel figure of the 80s who was promoting the cigarettes. That's more misleading because you're using like a puppet Muppet figure to sell cigarettes. There was nothing in the video that made him say kids come to me. It's just that they did. And so, yes, he's like, that's not on me. That's on them. So, and I I actually don't think it's a bad thing that children do follow him and can kind of see what he's talking about. Maybe they'll be more open-minded in this generation going forward, Gen Z, than the previous generation. Because that's all I hope for, for people to, this is, look at people are talking about it now. They're talking about it. We're having conversations. Um, even though I think that sometimes the message is so shocking or the presentation that people lose sight of, you know, what the message is. I hope that isn't the case with this, but you know, he knew what he was doing. He made a conscious effort, you know, to to shock people. And then of course it went into the sneakers. Do you want to talk about that or? Oh yeah. So, so. (laughs) Cause there was like a part two. Yeah. (laughs) Because Lil Nas is is a, is a major troll. That boy is a serious troll. Oh he is. And I, it tickles me, but he surely is. Shit does tickle me. He he made he came out with uh these quote unquote Satan Nikes, right? Satan Nike shoes. Uh-huh. Um, they they teamed up with them to make these Satan Nike shoes. Some of them had blood on the inside and all this stuff. It wasn't true, y'all. It wasn't true at all. Uh-huh. But now, uh-huh. but now Nike is saying they're suing him. Um, it's so funny to me because. Like- 
Yeah. They Nike is funny because they're not suing him because they're taking like a moral stance and saying that the idea of satanic shoes are wrong. See, those shoes sold out within minutes and mm-hmm. he produced 666 of the shoes, limited edition. Sure they literally sold out within minutes. They went for about $1,200 a piece. I suspect mm-hmm. that had the reception, aside from the people who bought the shoes, but had the general reception been positive, I think Nike probably would have found a way to, you know, capitalize off the success and join in because right now the funds are being split between obviously Lil Nas X and this indie brand. They're just like a brand. brand. They bling out stuff. Like if you bring them a pair of shoes or a license plate or whatever, they kind of put their spin on it and they make it look Mm -hmm. cool and funky. So that's what they did. They took these Mm -hmm. Nike shoes and they made them look funky. But because of all the backlash and people are like, we're suing Nike. We don't appreciate these satanic images. Now Nike wants to kind of come forward and be like, it has nothing to do with us. This isn't our thing. This isn't our brand. Don't sue Nike. Because people, and I'm not talking about suing, I'm sorry. They said they're boycotting Boycotting Nike. Nike. So that scared Nike into saying, we need to separate ourselves from this. Because you know, if it had not gone that way, they would have wanted to join in Lil Nas X and, and done another collab with him. So yeah, yeah, but you know what? They're they're a capitalist, you know, organization. I'm not mad at that. I get it. Um, but I think they were also quick to say, "Hey, we support um, Lil Nas the X. We, okay. we don't we don't like condone you know, or whatever. Yeah, his, yeah, his his shoes. You know, them using our brand or whatever." I mean, so. it's like people see him now. Oh, he's a devil worshiper and all this. No, I mean, no. First of all, he does the lap dance on the on Satan, and then he snaps his neck, and then he kind of takes mm-hmm. the the crown from him, kind of like I'm gonna own right. this and I'm gonna turn right. it on you. So it's right. like if people watch the video in an objective way, they would see that. And I don't even think it matters mm-hmm. if he ended the lap dance by snapping the devil's neck or not, or if they rode off into the sunset. But um, yeah. it's a yeah. message. Like if you listen to the words, and if you're able to see beyond the shocking in your face oh my god it's the devil you can respect the message and respect he really to me is just a young man who just has been hurt finding his way finding Mm -hmm. his voice expressing himself treated so badly bullied um Mm -hmm. probably even before he became a celebrity bullied for who he was and you know and just kind of saying like look guys this is who i am i'm gonna take back control you know you're not gonna bully me and and make me and and cause me to lose my voice. I'm gonna speak up and be, be who I am. And I like and, the um, note that he wrote his younger self. I didn't <clears> read that. Last he said in a note to his younger self, he said, "I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know mm-hmm. we promised to die with the secret, but mm-hmm. this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. You see, this is very scary for me. People will be angry. They'll say I'm pushing an agenda." But the truth is, I am the agenda to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives mm. and start dictating who they should be. Mm. So, mm. I mean, you know, he 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 just wants kids to stop killing themselves, kids yes. to stop hurting themselves, harming themselves, getting in, in dangerous situations and relationships, just so they can be free and to be, you know, yeah. themselves. You know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 a scary time right now. You know, it is a scary time. He got into it with like some right wing people like Candace Owen and folks like that. Oh, gosh. And you know, oh, he was getting on. He was getting on her so bad. And he's like, I literally Uh see about lean and adultery in Old Town Road, but you know, you decide to let your kids listen, blame yourself. Yeah, that's on you. That's on you, baby girl. Like you said, you know, so I mean, it's just, it's just, 
it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It you is. Know, I, mean, I feel so, I feel so, I'm so happy for him that he's empowered himself, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Me too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I just think like, it's just such a hard thing when um, a child is young and they're struggling with who they are and mm-hmm. they want to share it with people. They want to share it with their loved ones. They want to share it with their family and their friends, mm-hmm. but they're afraid to. They're afraid of the reaction. They're afraid that people won't accept it. So as mm-hmm. a result, they end up suppressing who they are and it leads to this depression. It leads to this anxiety. It leads to the suicide rates being higher. In, in the trans community, mm-hmm. it leads to them not feeling like they can't be who they are, who they were born to be. And when they are able to be who they're born to be, people still don't accept it, of course. And, you know, they end up having to take on, you know, jobs in, in the sex industry because it's too difficult for them to get jobs at a grocery store because people are going to stare. People are going to look at them oddly and it makes the mm-hmm. management not want them there. So they end up driven to other, you know, so it's just so many things that just, so many implications and it's really sad. I, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, an interview or actually just kind of a, a panel that Dwayne Wade recently mm-hmm. led where he sat down with some of his former uh, basketball teammates. I'm not a sports person, to be honest. I think I assume they were. I know they were basketball players. I don't know if they were his teammates. No, no, they were different. They were from different um, variant, different teams. Okay, they were different, different um, athletic yeah. um, arenas. Okay, okay, good girl. I'm glad you know. Perfect. But um, you know, Dwayne Wade has been a champion for the LG and Gabrielle Union. They've been a champion mm-hmm. for the LGBTQIA plus community um, for these past several years. And actually for, for many years, even before we all knew, because they knew that Zaya was trans before um, mm-hmm. the world knew. Um, and so on this panel, he did sit down and it just was a beautiful thing. It was a group of black men and they were all listening to him in a very open-minded way. It's a full interview. Um, we wanted to share just a bit of it. Um, where they begin the process of doing the work. So, Tatiana, can we just take a listen Mm -hmm. to that? Mm In the community that are getting killed, it's kids that are murdering themselves, they're hanging themselves, they're killing themselves, because you know what? Some symbol is acceptance. Some symbol is is unconditional love. It's not being given to these kids. Mm -hmm. And I'll be, damn it, my child gonna be that person because of some symbol is me supporting who you are. The information that comes out about, you know, black, transgender women. You know, it, it, it's so sad, man, and um, mm-hmm. those numbers are staggering. It, it's, it, it's unbelievable. It, it makes it, me it, sick. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. You got to go to that mirror and look in the mirror, and, and when you have kids and say, all right, if my kid is going to be boom, 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 how are you going to deal with it, sir? And when it came to Zaya, let me tap in. Okay, Zaya, let me look in the mirror, because I'm going to tell you all something, and people don't, don't want to hear this sh- and don't believe this. Sh- at three years old, me and my wife looked at each other, and we said, what if? Mm. What if? At the mm-hmm. time, the name was Zion. If Zion comes home one day and say, Dad, I'm gay, or Dad, I'm this, I'm that, what are you going to do, sir? That's real. And so what I did at three, when Zion was three, is I prepared myself, and I looked in the mirror, and I said, yeah, what are you going to do? So when we sat down, and then it was... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, Dwayne Wade, doing the work, doing the mm-hmm. work that, mm-hmm. that folks need to be doing, and having the discussions that people need to be having. Yeah. And I could be in him and those other brothers he was saying. Yes. With. Um, talking about you know murders against trans women, yeah. Um, you know the staggering situation with our LGBT youth. I think they also touch on like homelessness and some other stuff. Yes, issues yes. That were going on with our LGBT youth, 
and it all all boils down to love. Yeah, and, and they need to get the love from home first, first because when you don't get the love from home first, you end up leaving home. Dwayne Wade did reference the first season of Pose, which you know is one mm-hmm. of our favorite shows about oh, the trans yeah. and the ballroom community. But he talked about a scene in Pose where he was watching that first season with. And by the way, if you um, want to learn a little bit more, you know, not that that's meant to be an educational documentary, but it does right. let you into the lives of the trans community. And I think it helps give you a little more understanding, compassion, empathy, and insight. So check out Pose mm-hmm. if you haven't checked it out before. It's on Netflix. But anyway, he talked about watching the scene, the first uh, the first season with, with his daughter, Zaya. And in the scene, um, there's a character in there. He's a gay man, not transgender, but he's a gay man. But mm-hmm. his dad, basically, when he's in high school discovers some magazines, some, you know, gay, sexy magazines or whatever in his bedroom. And the parents, of course, suspected already that their son was gay and they had warned him not to do or look at certain things. The father found them. He beat him with a belt and he basically kicked him out of the house. It's a very heart-wrenching scene. And so Zaya, whose experience was obviously starkly different because Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union and I'm sure the others in his life, they embraced who, who she is. Um, so she, he said that Zaya watched that scene with tears in her eyes and kind of looked at her dad like she couldn't even fathom it. And Dwayne Wade said in that moment, he knew they had done the right thing by Zaya by accepting and loving her so unconditionally that she was so touched and devastated by that scene of that boy coming out to his dad and basically the dad saying like beating him with a belt and saying, get the F out of my house. You know, right. I'm not having right. it get out. And he was homeless and had to go live and, you know, a home, you know, a, I forgot what you call the, uh, the safe homes that, you know, yeah. the mother runs, but yeah. So it just was kind of like, that's the difference between, you know, are you going to accept your child for who they are, whether you understand it or not initially, whether you, embrace it or like it or not whether you're confused or not are you going to accept them and then do the work to understand them and to show them that you love them unconditionally or are you going to reject and turn your back on your child along with the rest of the world because they're not who you want them to be and then you're going to have them go out on the street and be homeless where they may end up prostituting or dead or Mm -hmm. killed or suicidal Mm -hmm. or in some other place Mm -hmm. where you don't know if they're safe anymore so i just thought i just thought it was such a great interview i don't know the position that these guys started with but they just were very open to hearing kind of Dwayne Wade's experience. Mm. And um, it was, it was a beautiful interview. If I can, I have to, we have to find where it is so we can share that and and link that to our readers. We Mm. will. We will. I was just so touched by the fact that these black men were sitting together doing the work. I can count on probably one hand, not even half a hand, the number (laughs) of men I know, black men in my life who are just so who are open and open-minded and accepting of the LGBTQIA community who are, who I can say genuinely are, who can reference someone who's trans without a snicker or a joke about, or don't, don't send me an Instagram video about a man dressed as a woman. Like that's so passive. That's not funny. It it never was funny. So, I mean, I just, I'm just glad like the children's dad is very open-minded about that because I could never Mm -hmm. be with someone who wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. we're trying to raise our children to understand that love is love and they get certain things from their, from their peers at school. And when they snicker at anything or make comments, I'm very quick to nip it in the bud because I don't play that crap and we're not doing that in this household. In this household, love is love and we accept people and we love people for who they are. So, mm -mm. yeah, I I know. Tegan is small. She's very small. 
and but she understands that you know her uncle she has two uncles you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. um, she understands they both love her very much and mm-hmm. they're married she knows she knows that mm-hmm. um she mm-hmm. watches drag race with me she doesn't go ill what's that right she goes, oh those ladies are so pretty or Good, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's just dress up to her you know what i mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, particularly mm-hmm. drag is dress up for her you know what i mean yeah yeah and, you know she doesn't question what people say if you make it normal and normalize it that's right not, if you they're, normalize they're gonna, it they're not gonna go into it saying stuff like oh that's a man that's a boy she's not gonna yeah. say stuff like that yeah. because she's gonna know you know that it's okay you know what i mean and, and sometimes the boys will have, well, if I'm watching Pose, they'll be like, curiously, like, is that a man? And I say, no, that she's a woman. She's a trans woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I want them to know that it's okay. It's normal. And my favorite thing, and people may think this is crazy, but my favorite thing is if they happen to walk into a room and I'm watching a, a show and there's like a scene of the two men kissing or the two women kissing. And out of the corner of my eye, I, I'm watching their reaction. And they're mm-hmm. not they're not surprised because I want that to be normalized. Just like you can walk into a room and a male and a female embrace and show that they love each other and express that affection. I want them to see that the world is more than just a cisgender, male, female, hetero love. You know, love is love, so... That's important to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and like it's so fu- it's so funny we're talking about it tomorrow on the Red Table Talk. Uh, Niecy Nash is gonna be on there, and she's gonna be talking about um, finding love at an older mm-hmm. age one, and mm-hmm. finding love with a woman. And I think she says that this woman, her her wife, is the first lesbian relationship she had, or something, right? Did I did I get that right? Yes, but she's always been attracted to women. Oh, okay. She just never happened to have dated one. Okay. Right. So she's always been attracted to women. She's like, okay. she's like, I've always known that I was attracted to women too. Mm-hmm, so I just mm-hmm. never, you know, I never acted yeah. on it or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so this is like her, yeah, they're going to get more into it. The Red Table Talk. Y'all know they're going to pull it out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look forward to, to that tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's going to be um, good on Facebook but yeah I'm I'm just so I, I, I send so much love and light to Lil Nas X I hope that he's yeah. covered and surrounded by people who love and care about him and don't want to exploit him me too um, and you know and I say exploit in a way that I'm gonna put it to you like this white gay people and black gay people is two different things yes, yes. and mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it funky and I'm gonna keep it 100 Mm-hmm. Their agendas don't always. It's like it's like the feminist movement. Their agendas don't always include intersectionality of race and issues that plague um, ch- children and, and kids and stuff of color who happen to be LGBT who are mm-hmm. going through substantially worse situations than white kids. Not yes. saying it's bad. It's bad all around for LGBT, mm-hmm. Folks, mm-hmm. but particularly if you assist cisgender white man that happens to be gay you can pass your cisgender um white woman who you know looks quote-unquote femme you can pass you know what i mean um yeah quote-unquote pass as in you know not be yes. you know identified readily or labeled as right gay right but, mm-hmm. you know a lot of times these white lgbt folks will put you know use black people for their own things it's like it's like i put it this way it's like getting a job at a fortune 500 company and you're the only black face 
and they're pushing you like, see, see, we hired somebody black. Yes, that's you know, right. I don't want little Nas X to be used like that, you know. I think yeah. for him, and I think he's he seems very grounded in the fact that his work and the work he's doing is for queer kids of color. Yes. And I'm so yes. glad that he put that, said that first versus, you know, saying, oh, I'm just gay and, and you know, I don't see color or whatever. He said, no, I'm a black queer kid and this is for other strange black queer kids out there who yeah. don't know where to turn and yeah. you know I I mean I'm so I love him for that I love him for that message yeah and it's so I, brave of him mm-hmm. it's so brave of him to use his platform and jeopardize even his his music career which I'm sure is his dream because this is something that prior generations even up till recently weren't able to do from old school like Luther Vandross and Freddie mm-hmm. Jackson mm-hmm. some more when I can say more recent is like Debrat's still old school, but she's more like in our peer group, you know, Latifah's a little older, but that's not something that they were ever able to do. And I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of today's generation, the Frank Oceans and the Lil Nas X, for being able to kind of live and step in their truth and and just say, I'm going to just worry about the consequences later. You know, it's a new day. It's a new yeah, day. I'm so yeah. glad they're able to do that. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And so for all the backlash he's yeah. getting because of the shocking, you know, satanic images he used, <laughs> he's also getting support. And I'm really happy about that. He's yeah. A lot, of folks, a lot of folks have come out to support him. Um, yeah. A lot of, of other queer Black folk um, who, who are out, Billy Porter's and other people like that. Yes. Have come yes. out to support him and say, you know, we see the work you're doing and stuff but you know we're here to validate you and uh-huh, all this uh-huh. stuff my only hope is when Lil Nas X gets in a serious relationship that it's with somebody black <laughs> well I don't know I mean I wouldn't hold up I don't know we'll see I mean we'll you know why I, I remember having this conversation with my brother um uh-huh. whose who's husband is white uh-huh. and I was just like you know why is it that when you see you know, if, if somebody happens to be out and they're queer, they end up with a white partner. He like Shanti, yeah. Why is yeah, that? Yeah, he said because black queer men are still in the closet. Oh, yeah. And they don't want to. There's not out. as many who want to come out, so they have he to said, be with someone who's proud plenty, to be with there them. There are plenty of like successful, successful, smart, yeah, men who are in great jobs and everything. He said, you know, I dated mm-hmm. them and everything like that. He said, but they never wanted to be out. Yeah, that's interesting. I never even looked at it like that, but yeah, I can totally see I that being the case because that'll ruin their career sometimes. Yeah. I think Don Lemon, he's not kind of claiming anyone now, but I believe his last partner was also a was yeah. um, a white guy. Right. Yeah, and, and kind of like you have more options to be out. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, I think it's. I mean, again, we talked about intersectionality cis gender white men are able to be out and be free and still have they may be gay but they still have other freedoms going on for them that other folks aren't able to kind of navigate through so mm-hmm. I mean you know yeah. I, I don't know I'm hoping he finds him a cute little boy you know like the boy from Queen Sugar he's dating um oh god he's dating oh god what is that boy's name I can't think of his name but he played your kids probably see the Pokemon movie. Okay, he, he, probably. He dated that young man who played in the Pokemon movie. Okay. Um, and he played. I him. thought you were talking about somebody like Dagon. What's his name? Bobby Lights. He's so <laughs> extra. You know, Bobby Lights from Love and Hip Hop uh, Miami yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, um, the young, young man who plays Micah on uh, Queen Sugar. He, he okay. Dated, oh, I can't think of his name. The guy could 
authentic. So, mm-hmm. um, but he they they look so adorable together. I'm like, God, you should go to the Instagram page. It gives you all the warm feelings and, and fuzzies in the world. But I just love see, I love seeing young black queer kids love it and being Me open too. and just just being you know themselves and mm-hmm. not being afraid and yeah you know stuff. We like have that. to support our youth, guys. We have to support have our youth. To. Whether yeah. you understand it, whether you like it, uh, support them first, and then understand later. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Ask questions later. But you do, know, do you really want to be relying on? Yeah. Do you really want to be estranged from your child? Do you really want them out here in the streets yeah. making terrible yeah. decisions that can lead to, you know, terrible things, including yeah. death? Do you yeah. want that? You know, you do you want, want that? And and it's like stop leaning on the Bible for you know, support of your own bigotry and your own feelings mm-hmm. about it. Because the Bible said a lot of things. Some of those things are really beautiful and poignant. And some of those things are very backward and signs of the time. There's mm-hmm. things about spoil the, what is it? Spare the rod, spoil the child. Do you still mm-hmm. spank your kids? Because most people in our generation don't. We don't believe there, in that for the most there's part. Things, there's there's things, things about domestic violence, mm-hmm. you know, slavery, and door condoning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like you got to take that Bible with a grain of salt and get the good from it. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. good in it. And mm-hmm. then you got to separate it. You can't pick and choose and they'll lean it on the Bible for reasons why you don't accept the LG. No, that's not okay. So mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. But we love Lil Nas X over here. Yeah, we support we support you, Lil Nas X. We do. I love all his music. It bangs. It it sounds good. Mm -hmm. Like all his music is great. You know. You see, I don't love his music, but I love him. (laughs) I like. I like. I like Old Town Road. No, okay, Old Town Road. Panini. You know what it is. I think. I think it gets so much play here in New York. It irks me. So it's not even like I don't like the music. They just overdo it, which is a good thing, I guess. Yeah, and then they always probably, become TikTok I mean, songs, so you just get oversaturated. Down here, down south, he doesn't get a lot of too much. Oh, really? And he's from okay. Atlanta, which is crazy. But is. I don't. Well, they don't they know play him so much here, and it's mostly the white stations. I mean, the black ones do too, but it's like, oh my god, he's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's yeah. good for him. That's a yeah. good thing. I, I think we just aged out of his demo of music. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, we just want to talk, touch on Lil Nas X tonight, and talk mm-hmm. about talk about him, and and just you know send support and love his way. Because, yeah, you That's know all. the foundation. You know, on this podcast, it's about it. The, we said it when we first started. It's about the intersection of romance with race, gender, and all of these other things. Um, so we're not going to shy away from talking about these issues. Um, mm-hmm. that affect people of color and marginalized mm-hmm. groups, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I failed to mention um, a couple weeks ago, all of the stuff about the um, rise in Asian um, hate. Yes, um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning mm-hmm. to talk about it. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to talk briefly about it because I think it kind of flows into this. Yeah. I mean, y'all, Black people, I'm talking to Black people. We can't be like this. There are there. I, I talked about it on my my um, TikTok, but I was like, you know, they want us to fight each other. Yeah. Like, you know who they is. They want us mm-hmm. to fight each other. Mm-hmm. They want us to be at each other's throats. Be divided. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they want us to be divided. You know, you didn't. Re- you don't realize there were women back in the day, like you know, Grace and Boggs, and people who supported um, Black Panthers and stuff like that, who are also a- Asian. 
um, Stephen Aoke, a- a- um, who was also in the Black Panthers, um, who was also Asian. There mm-hmm. were a lot of folks. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, a lot of folks who supported um, Black Panther movements who went on to mm-hmm. create their own movements for their mm-hmm. own people took that uh-huh. model and, and 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 ran with it and and and, and lovingly ran with it with yes. those blessings to go and support and empower their communities right uh-huh. the one uh-huh. thing they don't want us to do is to come together economically and socially they don't want yes. that because there's it's too much strength in that there's mm-hmm. too much strength in that and right now it's been a rise in um, anti-asian sentiments because of the coronavirus mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is so damn stupid Um, even though they're saying it's it came from wuhan and all this stuff we still can't really pinpoint the whole thing right it's a lot of sketchy you know information a lot of it that's wrapped up in xenophobia and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so we Mm -hmm. can't do do like a lot of um romance writers that i um support jen trend um uh, my friend fortune um are you know, big time people who are talking about the the um, the stuff that's going on in the Asian community. And the first thing that people who are woke and aware said, black people ain't got nothing to do with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the, the, the incidents that have happened where there have been black people fighting Asian people have been very small and minimal. It's mostly yeah. been white people. The white man who shot up all these places in Atlanta, all these Asian scholars, was white he was white child yeah. it was a yeah. white domestic terrorist they're trying to say it's not a hate crime he bypassed the whole that's bunch so of crazy yeah massage places and hit the what did he say he has a sex addiction or something so the massage parlor was triggering for him or something i just couldn't again, believe they bought that that's ridiculous again, rooted in what <sighs> fetishism of asian women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what it's rooted in yeah, so, absolutely. So, um, you know, we gotta stop this, man. We gotta stop this hate. And yeah. you know, I, I, I understand why the undercurrent is of you know some sort of anti, you know, some high, some tension. I won't say hostility, some tension mm-hmm. between Black and Asian communities because, um, you know, they're in a lot of times in our neighborhoods and, and stuff like that, and you know, running certain small businesses. They don't always live in our neighborhoods, particularly if you're in the South and not in a sort of dense populated place like New York. Um, that right. They're always mm-hmm. in our neighborhoods and stuff running these same businesses. And so we feel remorse and resentful because they're in our neighborhoods. Whereas if we tried to start the business, you know, we're not able to do that. But see, all of this is predicated upon modern minority myths, redlining, and all this other stuff that we're not seeing the bigger picture with. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I said, we got to see the bigger picture. And like this, this rise in hate and stuff like that is something that we just got to, you know, kind of quash and quell and come together. It's nice seeing a lot of folks, uh, particularly black. I don't know what side of, of TikTok and social media people live on, but mm-hmm. I've not seen people be hateful toward Asian people. In Me neither. Me neither. So I don't know where this is coming from. You know, yeah. Uh, I know, uh, you know, back in the, the 80s, um, we had the incident with Natasha Harlins, who was killed by um, that Asian um, Korean grocery store mm-hmm. person, which kind of slayed the tone and base for the LA riots okay. that happened yeah. later. Um, right. But y'all, it, we, I'm telling you, the systems and powers that be just don't want you to come together. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. 
And so it, it's the same way with gay people. The, just mm-hmm. the circling back the little Nas X. The power, the power that we don't want you to love them, don't want you to care for them, because yeah. if you did, it will force you to see the humanity in in other people and the in you, the inhumane yeah. acts of others. That's what yeah. it will force you to do. That's what it is. It'll strengthen us together as a people mm-hmm. when we all come together, mm-hmm. and that's not what they want. Mm-hmm. It's not what they want. So love and light to everybody. Love and light to our LGBTQI family. Yeah. Love and light to our Asian, um, American, and Pacific Islander families. Also, for any mm-hmm. fine ass for more men, I see. Wow, <laughs> 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 you do. I love you. Ooh, I love me some Trump. I know you do. I'm just being silly, y'all, but. You know, we love love is love all the way around. Yeah, that's the theme of today, and and always, yeah. I think, on our podcast, yeah, that love is always, love, always. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back with our reading romance and watching romance, and maybe listening romance if we have um time for it. So stay tuned and come back after the break. <laughs> So we are back. Um, this week's watching romance. Um, this week um, are going to be a couple of things going on. Um, on Netflix, we have Concrete Cowboy. It's not really a love story, but it's, mm-hmm. a, it's about a father son relationship. And it's like Idris Elba and Caleb McLaughlin. I picked this because, honey, I just want to see Idris Elba on a horse. I just watched that movie, that Netflix movie with him recently, where he was representing the woman who was the poker queen. So yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah. he's easy on the eyes, yes, and that's, I, that's I, an I, understatement. I'm to see that man straddled across the horse, looking like a <laughs> oh, true black cowboy. Y'all know, y'all know I got a thing for black cowboys. So yes, um, that's going to be good. It's about a father son relationship, and it's based on a true story of the. Uh, horse and cowboy community in Philadelphia mm-hmm. uh, and so um, that's going to be good comes out this weekend and then also um, Hallmark um, is giving us one perfect wedding it's the conclusion of their trilogy they had like one winter weekend and then one something else but anyway this is the conclusion of that trilogy that trilogy mm-hmm. require Bernard she's in it um, so that's that's gonna be cute. That's gonna be cute. Um, not much happening really in terms of uh, romance movies coming out right now. Like mm-hmm. I said, this mm-hmm. stuff comes out in June, so um, mm-hmm. we'll be having a chance to see that. So, have you seen anything good lately? Um, no movies that really stand out. I watched some old movies over the weekend, but um, I I have been enjoying Delilah, which you you know you kind of recommended that, so I'm glad I started yeah. watching that. It's yeah. up to episode four, so people can still catch up. And it's mm-hmm. it's just really been cute. And there's yeah. kind of like a little romance theme going on, too, with a guy mm-hmm. she wants to date, but she's kind of wrapped up in her trial um, and her case. And she kind of, and they like each other a lot, but she kind of said to him, you know, could you, there's a lot going on in my life right now. You know, if you call me back in about a month, I'll be ready to date. And I just really love that, that she mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know what I mean? She yep, knows that she yep. can't give a new relationship her all, her 100%. But she kind of values herself and enough to say, 
you know, if he likes me, he'll wait and he'll be back. Exactly. And he, he likes her a lot and he is going to wait and he will be back. But exactly. I thought that was really dope. But, you know, it, it's really, really good. So thank you for that recommendation. That's yeah, Delilah. Yeah, yeah, Comes yeah. on OWN Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched a couple documentaries this week. I watched that mm. um, Genius Aretha um, Franklin. Movie. Yes, that's that's been doing really good. I a lot of people that. said that was deep. It was, mm-hmm. it was very good, very deep. Um, I felt so bad for Aretha and the things yeah. she kind of went through uh, with men in her life that basically just failed her. <laughs> um, yeah. And then to, starting to, with to, her father, I heard. Starting with her father, yes, Lord. Uh, starting with her dad. And then I watched Tina Turner's documentary, which is kind of like her farewell to mm-hmm. the States. Cause she, she's been sick lately, actually. And mm-hmm. so she's been in Switzerland, sick. Um, you know, um, she, I think she had a kid mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh, man. Because um, when they kept saying it's her farewell thing, I didn't really understand what that meant. Like, is she retiring from performing? Is it just her last yeah. documentary? She is retiring from performing, but she's also very sick. So this may be her. Mm-hmm. her last days but it was such a beautiful documentary and i'm gonna have to catch that where was that it's on hbo if you have hbo, oh, is it? HBO okay. you can catch mm-hmm. it. and mm-hmm. i looked at all that footage of her and she was so beautiful and, and just oh my god just stunning and she, mm-hmm. thought, she thought that she was ugly you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Growing up, she thought she was ugly because she had, all these, she had all these abandonment issues like people abandoned her growing up so we're just mm-hmm. kind of in turn as to why she stayed with Ike as long as she did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, she has, and then her husband now, who she's been with, who is 20 years younger than her, by the way. Oh, um, is he? Okay. That she still suffers from PTSD. There, there are nights where she wakes up and she's crying because she oh, still gosh. remembers stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then the whole y'all gotta watch it, but I don't want to give it away. But the whole what's love got to do with it press junket that she had to go through, it was triggering for her. She it was yeah. she couldn't go through talking about it over and over again, and she didn't see the movie. She hadn't seen the movie to this day. Yeah, so yeah. she's like no. So it it was so good. She looks amazing. Um, this okay, mm-hmm. film like two years ago, mm-hmm. so twenty nineteen. And so she, yeah. looked, she still looked good because Jay, my, my husband was like, Did Tina turn out plastic surgery? I said, No, she just looks yeah, good. She does, yeah, she yeah. Does good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, y'all need to watch that documentary. It's very moving, very moving. About two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like old footage mm-hmm. of her um back in the day and her sons talking about her who they uh, simply adored their mother. So um, it's it's really really good. It sounds good. It it's sounds good. really good. I can't wait to watch that. And it's just it just for me as a person in my forties who's trying to start a different career path. Yeah, it inspired me because she was forty down on her look, thinking this was never going to happen, and then what's love got to do with it? Took off and shot the number one, and it revived her career. And she said, I want to sell out stadiums. And they were like, yeah, right. You're not going to sell out stadiums. Yeah, I remember that too when that came out. I was a young girl. Mm-hmm. We both were. But it just was such a hot mm-hmm. song and video. Mm-hmm. The I video was it. so gritty. She looked so great walking down the street. Yeah, yeah so proud legs. of her. Yes, all those legs in New York City. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Y'all check mm-hmm. out that documentary when you get it. For sure, for sure. Um, in reading romance, uh, shout out to uh, Natalie N.G. Peltier. She was on our show last year 
our writing um, in color series with authors. And I'm so excited for her because her debut novel, Sweet Hand, is out today. So happy birthday. Oh, congratulations, sis. Yes. That's and awesome. so to give you a little um, background about what the um, novel is about, it says, for the first time in forever, lifelong rivals Sharice and Kieran are back in Trinidad at the same time. Mm. And while Kieran may have some of have the most smooth, worthy smile, he's also the most annoying man Sharice has ever met. <laughs> avoiding him is impossible. With Kieran's close friend getting ready to marry Sharice's sister, it's just been made, he's just been made the best man to her maid of honor. Kieran uh-huh. doesn't know what to make of Cherie. She might now be a successful pastry chef, but to him, she's always been a stuck-up brat who seeks attention, even as he secretly harbored a crush on her. Uh-huh. Now, he uh-huh. escape her, but their antagonism toward each other, things turn heated after one rainy night, and the pair are forced uh-huh. to figure out if they can survive the countdown to the wedding or turn it into a recipe for disaster. So this is a good old, good old yes uh, i love that (laughs) um, trope and i just love me some enemies to lovers y'all know i love yes yes Mm -hmm. so So shout out to her it's sweet hand you can get it on um on kindle um on uh, the hardcover i think is out too you can order um, via amazon and she said today on her live that um the audiobook is coming out in april so I hope they get some people with some accents to do it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And the other book I had was called um, "If She Says Yes" by Tasha L. Harrison. Y'all, this book is so steamy that my glasses were yeah. fogging up when I was reading. <laughs> oh, so it says Tomas Martinez has had a crush on Darcy McFarlane, his best friend's mother. For a long oh no! What? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I expected you to say that. Oh my God! Would it be wrong to to make those feelings known the weekend of his best friend's wedding? Or would there be a <laughs> the wedding time... weekend. Yes. Oh God! Or, or would there be a big time party foul, tying himself up and offering up his body for her to defile? Would be on his list. The heart wants what it wants, child. (laughs) What if he got to his knees and begged her to let him worship her in every way he fantasized about over the years? Would that be a wedding? Over the years? Yes. (laughs) How long has he been crushing on the mama? So she's been been crushing on her since she was a teen. He was a teenager, and they went to college together. So it's set in in Charleston, in College of Charleston. That sounds really cute, actually. Girl, read it. <laughs> I know you got sons, so I'm yeah. thinking, so you'd be like, "Oh God, what if one of my kids' sons was like, girl, one of their friends? <laughs> oh my gosh, please!" When they get, when they get super old, right? You know, you know, um, uh, doctor, I've been having a thing for you since I was 19. You'd be like, Boy, "Oh my <laughs> right? And it's not even about the younger man, younger, older woman, younger man element, because I, I. Was the one who you just said the part oh tina turner 20 years yeah, from her exactly. it's not even that it's just kind of like the dating your son's boy that makes it weird but anyway yeah. that yeah. that book sounds really interesting i may have to check it out just yet <laughs> the opening scene of the book was him um how can i put this gently 
Just go ahead, girl. What well, he was masturbating, thinking of the uh, mother. Yes, yes. Okay. In an airplane bathroom. Oh, because he had, okay. He had her voice on the voicemail. Wow, it it's like that. Okay. So I was like, "Ooh, child, that's a, that's, a, that's a lot." It's that a is lot. a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> but we like a lot here. We like a we lot. We like a lot. But y'all, y'all will enjoy. It. Y'all will enjoy. It. Y'all will enjoy. It. I don't know if your kid is oh gonna read gosh. it, but y'all. Oh my goodness, this is funny. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you still won't read the other one I told you about. So. Yeah, I know. I know. I have a lot on my list, basically. <laughs> my vacation list. That's the times when I usually read, sadly. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a, a song this week? I don't have a song this week. Do you have a song? I do. I have a Wonderful. song. Wonderful. By Grammy nominated uh, Luke James. Oh, love um, Luke James, his handsome you all self. Know who Luke James is. He was mm-hmm. on Star um, on uh, Fox for a while. He's a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually in that Aretha Franklin um, by um, Genius. Oh, I didn't know that. that. He played Glenn Turman, who was her last husband. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Glenn Turman. That's was right. He sure was. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he looked just like him too. It was so yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, dark skin, just gorgeous looking thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the song I was listening to, as a matter of fact, while I was reading Tasha L. Harris's book, and I thought to myself, "Ooh, this song would be perfect for this thing." <laughs> it's called a uh, blow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, blow B L O W blow. So I'm gonna play like two seconds of it. Okay. Yeah, so that's Blow by... Mm, um, that was nice. It's a very sexy, sexy song. His falsetto is just perfection on that song. But the whole album is called To Be Loved. And um, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. and he didn't win, but he, he probably should have. But I'm just biased. But um, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing kind of EP that is probably some of Luke's best work. So Yeah, oh, I, I love his music. Shout out to Luke James. He is perfection all around he's fine he can sing oh so many things about him it's good so mm-hmm, anyway. mm-hmm. that was my song for the week so oh, man oh good. man thank you for that yeah. recommendation we'll be adding mm-hmm. it to my playlist <laughs> your freaky dinky playlist <laughs> i wasn't gonna say but you you already know <laughs> I, have a on, I have a playlist on spotify and i'll be very candid it's called the fuck list yeah, have um, you publicized that yet? Have you shared no, that with us? Okay, no. well, you need to you need to go ahead and do that. Or at least some of the songs, you know. 
it or maybe a, these are songs from there. A lot of songs on there. Um, mm-hmm. But I use it particularly when I'm writing like love scenes and stuff like that for my book. So I put that mm-hmm. on and I try to get the mood and and write these scenes and 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 you know, mm-hmm. the passion when I'm writing stuff. But yeah, y'all can look it up. It's a public list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will anyway, do. that's it for t- today's um podcast. Um, we'll be back next week with probably another topic. Um, just keep in mm-hmm. mind, and probably in May and June, we're gonna be doing our um writing in color series again. We have several authors lined up, some seasoned folks, some um new folks, some debut authors, uh, some returning authors who are coming back to talk about some other stuff that they're working on too. So it should be a lot, a lot of fun. So again, shout That's out to cool. Natalie. Uh, congratulations on her debut novel, uh, Sweet Hand, that came out That's today. So, so exciting. Like, Congrats yeah. to you, Natalie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you guys take care and we will see you all uh, next week. Follow us Yes, anywhere have a safe video. week and we'll see yeah. you next time, guys. All right. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Okay. Bye. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,